Our second scripture this morning is Mark chapter 13, verses 24 through 37. But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the human one coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then they will send out the angels and gather the elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branches become tender and put forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the parent. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It will be like someone going on a journey when they leave home and put their slaves in charge, each with work to do, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else they may find you asleep when they come suddenly and what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. We celebrate the written word of scripture. Thanks be to God. We celebrate the living word, Christ among us. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Loving God, we know that you are always present with us and always on the way. Be with us now. Open our hearts to hear your word, that we may see you coming in glory, in love, in compassion, to heal and save a hurting world. Amen. In their evening prayer service, the Anglicans have this lovely little prayer. As, as the day comes to a close and as night falls, and we look toward a good night's sleep, a holy rest, they pray this. Watch now, dear Christ, this night with those who work or watch or weep and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend your sick ones, loving Christ. Rest your weary ones. Bless your dying ones. Soothe your suffering ones, pity your afflicted ones, shield your joyous ones, and all for your love's sake. Amen. Watch now, dear God, with those who work or watch or weep. You can, you can almost picture it. As most folks are heading home from a good day's work, there are those who are heading in to work through the night. Nurses and doctors who tend to the sick, Firefighters who keep watch for peril in the night. 
folks who stock the grocery store shelves so that we can have food on our tables, and there are those who watch. The parent waking to check on their child, those who keep vigil with the dying, in the chill of night, the warmth of love. And there are those who weep when the world comes to a hush in the quiet of a still and silent night and we are left there with our ache. As we settle in for the night, we ask God, we ask God to keep watch with those who work or watch or weep. In this morning's scripture, Jesus asks us to keep watch, or at least his disciples. Keep aware, keep awake, keep watch. Their world is just as perilous as ours. They live in a world of Roman occupation. Most of the folks in the Gospel of Mark work the land, land they don't own, or, or they work a trade. They live a bare subsistence living on the bottom rungs of layered systems of power, what Janie Spar calls power over. You have the empire and then a local puppet king and his officials and uh, all the corrupt religious leadership layer upon layer working separately and together to exact every last dime, every last bit of labor they can out of the people and out of the land. And into the daily terrors of their world, Jesus speaks this apocalyptic word. Now. We were in Revelation just a month ago, so we know that an apocalyptic message is something very specific. The apocalyptic stands in a world of power over and the dire suffering it creates. The apocalyptic looks around and says to a hurting people, all of the powers that do you harm, all the powers of this present day are crashing down and a new day, a new era is breaking in. It is at the same time cataclysmic and a wildly courageous hope. And so the lectionary, our suggested scriptures for each Sunday, the lectionary begins every Advent with an apocalyptic text. Did you know that? Every Advent begins with an apocalyptic scripture as we keep watch for that new world that's breaking in, even as we and others around the world continue to work and watch and weep. Now when Jesus speaks this apocalyptic message, it's actually closer to Good Friday and Easter. Good Friday is just coming up. It's toward the end of the Gospel of Mark. Jesus has entered into Jerusalem. This is a few days before the powers will crucify him. He has seen the corruption of all the power over empire, the religious authorities, all the power over. And as this morning scripture opens, Jesus has just walked through the temple. He's watched the corrupt officials grinding away at the poor. And in stark contrast, he's also just watched a poor widow walk up and faithfully offer the last dime she has. That's what's happened just before this. The corrupt religious officials and this worthy widow and Jesus walks out. He walks out and he takes his disciples aside and he said, do you see all these buildings? All these structures of power, all of this is coming down. Not one stone will be left on stone. 
and he describes that apocalyptic crashing in part. There will be wars and rumors of wars. Nation will rise against nation. There will be earthquakes and famines. All of this, all of this is just the birth pains. Power over will keep on doing what power over does but then. But then, after all this suffering, the sun and the moon will go dark, and the stars will fall from the sky, and all the powers will be shaken. This new day will open up, and you will see the human one. Now, in, in the apocalyptic, the human one, what we may have heard called the Son of Man, this is God's agent who is coming to bring about this change, God's power in the fullness of humanity, the human one. You'll see the human one coming towards us and they'll gather all the hurting people from all the ends of the earth to live in the freedom of this new day. And so Jesus says, keep watch, keep on being awake, keep on watching for this new day breaking in, keep watch. And then he tells two little stories, one that tells us what we'll be able to see as we keep watch and one that tells us what we'll never be able to know. Look at the fig tree. When its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. You can see it, you can feel it, you can sense it. Keep watch and you'll experience it. The very nearness of God. But as to the time, as to the time when all this will come into its fullness, that day out there, well, as for that, you might as well stop obsessing about that because you can't know that, the timing and fullness of all that. It's like someone who goes away from home and gives each of their servants authority and their own work to do, do it. Keep watch, do the work that is yours to do, do it together. You can't know the fullness of life that is on the way if you aren't living the life that's right there in front of you. There is a now and a not yet. The not yet is full of promise. Know that and live in the now. I want to share something that I've learned from Dave Jones. I've been here four years now and I have worked on Dave on some pretty big projects like, like helping us all get through COVID. Little things like that. Every time we start out with a project, when we have some big task in mind, some big goal, some big hope, before we get started, Dave insists that we take time to describe the existing situation. Take a breath, look around, what is really going on here? What has led up to this moment? Who is involved? Who might we help? How might we help? What are the resources we have? What are the resources we need? Look at the world around you. Keep watch. What do you see? Look at the fig tree. Where do you see leaves sprouting? Look at the work that is yours to do and keep at it. Keep watch. There is a part of Advent that it keeps us looking forward in hope, looking forward, but this first Sunday of Advent invites us to consider the existing situation, not to rush in too fast and miss what is happening all around us, miss the life that is happening all around us, miss the good work that is ours to do, the work that God has entrusted to a care, our care, the work for which we have been fearfully and wonderfully made in God's own image. Advent invites us 
to be mindful, aware, real. Trying to live Advent in the midst of the hubbub of secular Christmas all around us can be confusing. I will confess, I have started listening to Christmas music on the radio. I've even heard a new Christmas song by Cher. DJ, play me a Christmas song. It's something about being out on the dance floor and how the red and the green lights are hitting me just right. Now, please don't hear me say anything against Christmas songs. I will keep listening to them. And certainly don't hear me say anything against Cher. Because I actually can make an argument that there's some depth to her new song, but that's maybe for another sermon. But we know, we know the general messaging of secular Christmas. Ubiquitous advertising pushes us toward a collective consuming frenzy. And part of that is that pressure builds at Christmas to think that everything should be happy and bright. And friends, that's just not life. We know that. We know that even in December, life pulses on in its fullness, yes, with happiness in some moments, and yes, with the ache and the hurt that we carry. It's all still there. It's all still here in us and in the person sitting next to us. Let's not pretend it's not. Let's not rush past what is real. In the midst of all that, not instead of that, but in the midst of all that, Advent gives us a quieter, steadier path to travel. A path that we know leads to the sure promise of God's coming to us with healing, freedom, and peace. A path that invites us to look forward and at the same time to look around thoughtfully, lovingly. Keep watch. God always with us and always on the way. This Advent, we are traveling together with the theme, the long journey toward joy. We know that we are moving toward Christmas. We know that Christmas will once again let us celebrate and embody the story of how God comes to us in human flesh, in our flesh, in our lives, the very heartbeat of God pulsing in the fullness of humanity. We also know that we live in a world that is not yet fully what God intends for it to be. We live in the existing situation. And Advent invites us to keep watch there, to not rush by what is real, but to live there. We know the struggle and challenges that are close by, illness, broken relationships, loneliness, confusion, our search for meaning, our big questions. And we know the big struggle 
and suffering in the world. You don't have to tell us that there will be wars and rumors of wars. We hear the cries of children suffering and dying in Gaza. We hear the lament of parents and family whose loved ones are still held hostage. We can hear the war grind on in Ukraine. We know the systems in our own country, systems of racism that have continued their harm from the birth of our nation all the way up until now. We can see their impacts here in our own segregated county. Jesus says, look around at the existing situation, all this suffering, and know that all of this is coming down. All the power over, not a stone left upon stone like the stars falling from the sky. Look to the fig tree and see it bloom new life even in the midst of all this. Know that you have been given work to do and know that you've been given the authority and the power to do it. The good kind of power to get at it and stay at it. New life even in the midst of all of this. I love how what Jesus has to say to us in the scripture and what that Anglican evening prayer says to God, how the two start to to weave together. Jesus tells us to keep watch, and then we pray the same thing back to God. Keep watch, dear God, with those who work and watch and weep. It's as if at the end of a weary day, we trust all things to God. Keep watch. I'm going to sleep for a little bit, God. Please keep watch over all who are hurting, over everybody I love, over me. And then, at the break of the new day, as we rise, God speaks the invitation back to us. Rise up now and keep on watching. Tend my ailing ones, rest my weary ones, comfort my dying ones, soothe my suffering ones, and all for my love's sake. What we pray to God, God prays back to us. Keep watch. As we step out on this Advent's long journey toward joy, I have two invitations for us. The first is this, keep watch. In the hurly-burly of December, let's stay mindful of the existing situation, all the ache, all the life, all the love around us, and let's live life there, live life here. And the second invitation, the second, is that this will be our prayer and that we will hear what we ask of God also as the invitation of what God asks of us. Watch now, dear Christ, with those who work or watch or weep and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend your ailing ones, loving Christ. Rest your weary ones, bless your dying ones, soothe your suffering ones, pity your afflicted ones, shield your joyous ones, 
and all. All for your love's sake. Amen.